Welcome to the Odyssey Podcasts. This is Jean Cavellos, Director of the Odyssey Writing Workshop's Charitable Trust. The Odyssey Writing Workshop is an intensive six-week program for writers of fantasy, science fiction, and horror whose work is approaching publication quality, and for published writers who want to improve their work. Odyssey is held each summer on the campus of St. Anselm College in Manchester, New Hampshire. Adult writers from all over the world apply. Only 15 are admitted. Top authors, editors, and agents serve as guest lecturers. For more information, visit www.odysseyworkshop.org. Podcast 76 is an excerpt from a lecture by Alex Yablokov at Odyssey 2014 on how character functions within plot. The text of this recording is copyright 2014 by Alex Yablokov. The sound recording is copyright 2014 by Odyssey Writing Workshop's Charitable Trust. I'm here for plot, right? And this is a character thing and not a plot thing, but, you know, just remember, your characters, fictional characters tend to know more about themselves than we as real human beings do. And the less they, they know about themselves and the less they know what story they're in, the more realistic they seem. Obviously, they're in the story because you put them in the story, but keep them unconscious that they are your tools. Plot is artificial, and we have to recognize that. And we, in the West here, and I really am talking about Western literature, we have a plot, we have a causal structure, we have beginning, middle, and end, executed by characters who are described as if they are real people, but the reason we think they're real people is that the writer is using agreed-upon techniques that we recognize as saying this is a real person. You know, we realize that describing how someone dresses tells us that he's a real person or she's a real person or what they eat um, and, and the way we describe motivations and the way we fit information in. That's all convention, but we see it so often that we assume it's part of reality, but it's part of the reality of, of fiction. And so we, we work with that. We accept, for example, that most of what goes on in a character doesn't reach the page. If they're afraid of the dark, but that doesn't come into the plot, we'll never learn about it. So just think about the fact that we know nothing about 99% of any of the characters that you read about. Um, the plot is kind of like a moral judgment on the totality of the characters in the story, because they really are, in our world, what they have done not what they've thought or what their inner essence is. What I said once in the course of a critique session, I said, in science fiction, more so than in fantasy, in science fiction, personality is defined in terms of skills rather than features, as in, in other literary genres. Uh, in a, a science fiction character is perceived by what that character knows how to do. And often, what they learn how to do in the course of the story. And until I said that, I hadn't really thought about that, but that really does define a lot of what, what our characters are like. So because they're defined by what they do, to, even to themselves, that's why plot is a, is a big part of what we have to do here. So when we deal with literary people who are always annoyed that we blow up planets just to 
ruin someone's day. Um, <laughs> but I, we can ask, well, what better way is there to show the inner depths of someone's character and to see what they do after their planet's blown up? You know, it's kind of a revealing thing. That's really, you know, someone sitting home watching TV can have a deep inner life, but how would you show it? That's where your personality is revealed, that conflict with your child. That, and, and it's more fun if they're alien or the devil or something like that. Then it kind of makes more sense than the way it actually happens in real life. So, you know, you, you have people fighting over water or a conflict with his neighbors. You see things. It, and, and that's, to me, the essence of the mystery genre is that a mystery is really a way of putting, of examining a milieu or a set of characters by putting everyone under horrendous pressure when they reveal things about themselves that you would know them for 20 years and never see. Um, so that's the situations that interest us, the alien invasion, the talking clock, whatever it is. Stories are not also not like real life because in stories people do stuff. If you look over your day, your week, or your year, you know, you have, it's not like you just stay in bed, but your influence over your reality is, is much less than any character in a book. They're active agents. They drive against resistance. They suffer defeat. They drive again. Most of us don't really do that, particularly not writers, because we have to save that energy for our characters. So they are uh, our surrogates in this regard. But once you start weaving everything into the daisy chains of cause and effect, emotional resonance, epiphanies, foreshadowing, dramatic climaxes, You've created an artificial product that you need to pretend isn't artificial at all because it somehow ref represents life more effectively than life itself does. You have to pretend that they don't know they're in your story, that they don't know what they're supposed to do. Mystery characters know they're in a mystery and they need to solve a mystery. Science fiction characters know they're in a science fiction story and that the technology or the magic or whatever around them is what's important. Whereas often, you know, you're... You have a smartphone that's way smarter than anything in any science fiction story written before about 2005, but we don't spend our time worrying about them so much, but our characters would if they were in this situation. Um, so you've probably been all through this character versus plot thing. I'm going to say both are important. I work on one till I reach a sticking point, then I try to use the tools of the other to, to lever out whatever I've gotten. I do plot first. And I, I work it out, and then I get stuck. Then I go and work on the characters. I try to figure out why they're here, what their backstory is, what their drives and needs. Sometimes they're there because I want them to do something, and I have to kind of ex post facto explain in a believable, incredible way why they're there. I don't think that's evil. Some people actually think that's really a, a, a false way of constructing. You know, they say, oh, I want him to defeat the dragon. Oh, I need him to have some anxieties. I need him to be worried about this and that. Um, so just for me, I, I don't worry about that. If I, I think I'm confident, reasonably confident that people won't be able to tell when the character's motivation is there because I wanted something to happen or that something happened because the, the character already had a motivation to do something. Uh, your mileage may vary. This is true of anything I say here. So you go back and forth, but you have to make your characters seem free, uncoerced, and constrained only by the inherent limitations of their own personalities and the situation in which they find themselves. Whereas they are actually being paid by you to throw the game, right? That's really what it is. It looks like a sporting event, but one of the teams has been paid off. 
and uh, sports people are good at throwing games, do it in such a way that you can't you can't tell that they're doing it. So Vladimir Nabokov, or Nabokov, I, I realize I, I pronounce him in the Russian way, and often people even who know him very well can't tell who I'm talking about. Someone claimed to him that some, told him that some writers have characters that run away with the story. You know, they start acting, they just watch, and he said in contempt that his characters were galley slaves. <laughs> he, he, they're, they have a job to do and they do it for him and they cannot escape. Um, and my characters kind of are too. And probably yours are more than you think. So your job is to muffle the clank of their manacles so the, the readers can't, can't hear it. Um, I mean, and in real life, how unconstrained are we? You know, whether it's, uh, we're very situational. All these studies show that if someone, if they spin a thing and it comes up with a big number, people who see the bigger number will pay more for a unknown case of wine than people who see the small number. But we think we're free to decide. <laughs> we, I believe we have free will, but I think it is more easily manipulated than we usually think. And so having our characters be obedient to our rules is not too much different than that. You know, we... We say we have certain desires, we want to be green, but our revealed preferences when we drive the car to the corner store to buy a quart of milk shows that maybe we're not so green as we think. So that kind of thing frees us about worrying about compelling our characters because we are compelled as well. The text of this recording is copyright 2014 by Alex Yablokov. The sound recording is copyright 2014 by Odyssey Writing Workshop's Charitable Trust.